The last thing we're discussing, the Mishnah, said one is not allowed to raise small animals in Eretz Yisrael because they go from field to field eating other people's grains and it's considered stealing, but you are allowed to raise it outside of Eretz Yisrael. The Gemara brought a Braita explaining that one is allowed to leave an animal in his house 30 days before the holidays or before a party, but he can't have it last uh, after the holidays at all. And uh, a butcher or a shohayat is allowed to buy animals and uh, leave it up to 30 days, but after that he has to get rid of it. And with that, we're going to start Pe'amud Aleph, second line in by the two dots, where it says, Sha'alu Talmidav et Rabban Gamliel. Rabban Gamliel students asked him, Maule Gadel, is one allowed to raise these small animals in Eretz Yisrael? Amar lehen, Mutan, you told them you're allowed to. But they asked, But didn't we learn, Didn't we say we're not allowed to raise these small animals in Eretz Yisrael? So how could Rabban Gamliel say Mutar? This is the real question they asked him. Maule Lashot, are we allowed to leave an animal in the house for more than 30 days? Even if there's no holiday, we just want to leave it over here. And Amar lahen mutar, and he said mutar, he said it's allowed as long as they don't. Uh, this animal doesn't go around. So let's say you bought a sheep, you're allowed to keep it in your backyard, you just ha- can't have it go around uh, grazing. You have to tie it to the bedposts. Meaning, keep it in your house and don't let it graze outside. And Tanur Rabbanan, there was a story with one Hasid, and whenever we have the word Hasid Had, it's Rabbi Huda bin Baba. He was crying from his heart. He had some sort of pain, and they asked the, the doctors, what, what do we do to heal him? He has to nurse from uh, hot milk from a goat every morning and they brought him a goat they tied it to the bedpost and he was nursing from it every morning after a few days his friends his friends came to visit him once they saw the goat tied to his bed they went backwards, they left the house. We have an armed robber over here in this person's house. We're just going to walk in to visit. His friends looked into him. They did research on him and they found the only sin he has is that goat in his, ha- in his house. He went against Hachamim. And the Meiri explains it, even though there was a pikuach nefesh over here, still, because people were losing money out of it, maybe he should have been mahmir. The Maharsha explains there was a, he was a, he was sick, but there was no danger, and therefore that's not good enough of a reason to go against hachamim. And you should just know ve'af who b'shat mitato amar. And this Hasid, the Rabbi Yudav Baba, when he passed away, he said he did a viduid. He confessed to Dani she'en bi'avon ela avon otah ha'ez. I know the only sin I have is the sin with that God. I went against my friend's words. My family was from you know, the important people in the upper Galil, uh, the upper north part and most northern part of Israel. And why did my family get destroyed? 
because they were grazing their small animals in the forest in Israel, and they went against what Hachamim said, you're not allowed to raise these animals in Israel. And number two, they were judging money cases with one judge, not three. And the Ve'iri explains, even though if you're an expert Dayan, you could do that, but that's not the best practice. And even though there was forests around their homes and they could have grazed over there, Sadiq Tanait, that there was a small uh, field, and they used to go through it and they used to ruin it. And there's a machloket, uh, according to Rashi, it belonged to someone else and therefore they were stealing and ruining it. But the Shitam Kubitsa brings the Ravad and said it belonged to them, but still they were they were getting punished because they ruined that field. Next, Tanura Banan. A shepherd, he used to have uh, sheep and goats in Eretz Israel. Now he wants to do teshuva, he doesn't want to do it anymore. We, we don't force him to sell all the animals he has right away. Because if he has to sell everything at one shot, then he has to sell them at a lower price. And there's a loss over here and he won't do teshuva. He sells them slowly, slowly. Same idea if a convert, he inherited from his father who passed away, dogs and uh, pigs, and things that you're not allowed to raise in Israel. We don't tell him to sell everything in one shot. He sells them slowly, slowly. This way he could get a nice amount of money and we don't have to worry about him getting upset and not staying Jewish. Same idea if a person vowed to buy a house, to marry a woman, we're not going to force him right away to get married. We make him wait until he finds the right one. There was a story with a woman, either she was an almana or a divorcee. Her, her son was bothering her. And she got up and, and swore that anyone who wants to come marry me, I'm not saying no. Whoever takes me, I'll go with it. And people came up to her and they weren't the right fit. Hachamim explained her vow that what she really meant was that she'll, she'll only agree to whoever makes sense to her, meaning someone who's befitting her, but not just to anybody. The same way we said we don't raise domesticated small animals in itself, we don't uh, raise uh, undomesticated wild animals that are even if they're small like fox and and deer in itself because they usually eat from other people's food we do raise small dogs cats monkeys or these gannets because all these are small animals that clean up the house meaning they chase away the mice what are these gannets so it's a sort of uh, somewhere between uh, cat and rodent. And some say that Aviuda said, This uh, the, the small animal with small thighs. And usually it uh, grazes in between bushes. And that's why it's called a Hodat Senaim.
Tosfor explains that it has uh, long legs, but they're very skinny, and so they look like they're tall, but they're not. And the Gemara asks, okay, if that's the case, umay shirza. So what is the regular sheretz, the holdah that we talk about in the Torah? So the Gemara explains, the mitatai shakeh, we're talking about it has a, a short feet, it looks as if it's crawling on the ground. And Amar Yudah Amarav, Azinu Atzimenu Bebabel Ke'etzel Libehemadaka. In Babel, we accept it upon ourselves to be like Israel when it comes to these uh, domesticated small animals. Meaning, uh, Babel became uh, so holy because all the yeshivot and Hamideh HaChamim and so many Jews were there, they accepted upon themselves to be like Eretz Israel in regards that the people should be careful that their animals shouldn't graze and eat other people's food. And Amar Ravada Baravada Ravuna Didach Mai what about your small animals? How, how do you raise it in Babel? So Amalir, I want to explain. Didan kamintera lehu chova. My wife, her name is Chova. She watches over them that they don't damage other people's field. And Amalir, Chova tekberenu libna. Chova should bury her son. And kula shene de Ravada Baravan. As long as Ravada Baravan, lochem zara'ad Ravuna mi Chova. Ravuna didn't have a child from Chova. So, if we follow this explanation, Ravada cursed Hova because they're going against the words of Hachamim. Some explain it as a question where he has to, where she's not worried about burying her children because she's going against what Hachamim say. And once it came out of his mouth, that's it, it happened. And a third explanation is Ravada was asking a question. What, did she bury her children? Mean that she doesn't have any children that uh, she's busy raising uh, little animals? Very good idea to look into the Tosafot. Ikadame, some say it was said as follows. That Ravuna said in the name of Rav in Babel, we accepted upon ourselves to be like Eretz Israel in regards to uh, small domesticated animals. And all this started from when Rav came to Babel. Once he came, a lot of Jews came with him and it became just a, an entire Jewish area, and therefore we had to be careful. And the Gemara says the story the three rabbis, they went to a Brit Mila, a week of the sun, meaning a Brit Mila. Some say is the redemption of a sun, meaning a Pedion. Rav lo ayel kamed Shmuel. Rav didn't want to go in front of Shmuel. He wanted to give him kavod. Shmuel lo ayel kamed Rav. Say Shmuel didn't want to go in front of Rav. Say Rav said lo ayel kamed Rav, and Rav said didn't want to go in front of Rav. So Amre man nitrach. They said, who's going to have the hassle of waiting outside? So nitrach Shmuel let Shmuel wait outside. Vinitir Rav and Rav say, and Rav and Rav say will go in first. And the Gemara asks, Vinitir Rav, why can't Rav wait outside? Or Rav say, why can't Rav say wait outside until the other two go in? So the Gemara explains, Rav Really, Shmuel was the, the youngest of all of them, and Rav just wanted to give him kavod. He didn't want to go in before him. Because Rav one time cursed Shmuel that his children won't last. So therefore, therefore Rav gave Shmuel more kavod than himself. In the meantime, in the meantime, a cat came and cut off the hand of a child that uh, they were going to the Brit or the Pidyon. Nafak Ravidarash Rav went outside and was Doresh. Hatul Mutal Horogo. You're allowed to kill a cat 
ve'asur lekayemoy now that they leave it alive ve'en bo mishum gezel and if someone steals a cat from another person it's not considered stealing ve'en bo mishum hashev avedale ba'alim and if someone lost it you don't have to return it ve'chevan de'amart mutar le'rogo now once we said you're allowed to kill it ma'in mihu tu asur lekayemoy then why do you have to add and continue with it you're not allowed to leave it alive so that Gemara explains ma'odetema mutar le'rogo isura leka I would have thought you're allowed to kill it but there is no isur of keeping it alive. Kamash malan, there is an isur to even keep it alive. And the Gemara says, Amrei vechevan de amart en bo mishum gezel. And once you said, there's, it's not a problem with gezel, my nihutu, why do you also have to add en bo mishum asheva v'dal ba'alim? You don't have to return it. So the Gemara explains, Amarvina le'oro, meaning the hide. You don't have to return the hide, the leather of that uh, cat to the owner. So the Gemara has a question, metive. Rabbi Shimon ben Azar Omer, Megalin Kelavim Kofrim, Vahklum, Vikofin, Vahodot Senaim. Rabbi Shimon ben Azar said, You're allowed to raise small dogs, cats, monkeys, and these gannets, because they cleaned the house from mice. So you see, you're allowed to leave cats alive, you're allowed to raise cats. So the explains, It depends if it's a black cat or a white cat. The black cat, it doesn't damage, and therefore you're allowed to keep it alive. The white cat, it damages you, you can't keep it alive. The story with Rav was with the black cat. Tegma explains that it was a uchma bar hivarahava. It was a black cat, but it was a child of a white cat. So it, it had that dangerous gene in it. But didn't Ravina have this question? He said a black cat, child of a white cat. What's the halakha? You let it raise it, now let it raise it. Now, if Rav was talking about a black cat that was born from a white cat, why did Ravina even talk about it? I Meaning, you have a precedent from Rav. So, the Gemara explains, When Ravina had a question, it was where the black cat's parent was white, but the grandparent was black. By Rav's story, it was a black, it was a black cat, child of a white cat, who was a grandchild of a white cat, and that's why he said, "You know, I'll leave it." Next, the siman following sugiot is Habad biyah bahan. So Amar biyah habar papa, mishum biyah babar papa, mishum biyah dabar papa. And some say it was Amar Bababar Papa, Mishum Bihiabar Papa, Mishum Bihabar Papa. And some say it was Amar Bababar Papa, Mishum Bihabar Papa, Mishum Bihaninabar Papa. Matri'in Allah Haikur Beshabat. We blow the shofar according to Rashi and according to Tosfot. We say Anenu in the Tfilah. We now have to blow the shofar in Shabbat for this. Or we pray everyone together. Some sort of Tfilah Betsibur thing. If there's boils on Shabbat, if there's sores on Shabbat, we're, we're scared it's going to spread out. It's a disease that's going to spread, so therefore we pray or we blow the shofar on Shabbat. And we could also pray a lot or blow the shofar for a closed door that's not going to open up very fast. Meaning if a person is having trouble with his parnasah, it's not so easy to get back on and to get out of that hole. And therefore... You're allowed to pray for it even on Shabbat. And if someone buys a house from a goy in Eretz Israel on Shabbat, you're allowed to write up a document even on Shabbat. And the Gemara will explain uh, soon. 
So now the Gemara has a question. The Brayta says, "Metive." We have a question from the Brayta. Ushar pur aniyot hamitragesot ubaot al tzibur. If other bad things that are coming on the public, kegon like hikuch sores, hagav locusts, zevuv flies, sira hornets, veyatush mosquitoes, veshiluch nehashim akrabimor infestation of snakes and scorpions, lo hayu matriyin. They wouldn't blow the shofar or like anin or like tosfot. Said elat zakim. They would just uh, pray, meaning they would pray beyahid, but not make a whole fil out of it. Now, on one hand, you have uh, you have uh, the children of Raf Papa saying that we blow the shofar even or matriyin, whatever that is. On the other hand, it says lohi matriyin. So Gemara explains lakasha kan belah kan belish. Depends if these sores are moist or they're dry. If they're moist, okay, so it's not so bad. But if they're dry, that's much worse. And you have to pray for that. Uh, that's Rashid. Uh, Meiri on the other hand explains the opposite that the moist one is more dangerous. And the Amar Rabbi Yosua ben Levi, Shehin Shevik Kadosh Baruch Hu Alam Mitzrim Lachmi Bahutz Ve'Avish Mibifnim. The Makat Shehin Kadosh Baruch Hu brought on the Egyptians was moist on the outside, dry on the inside. Shehin Amar Ve'Hi Shehin Ba'Abuot Poreach Ba'Adam Ubabehema. The boils were breaking out and they were oozing in the human beings and the animals. It sounds like a babuot where it was moist, but inside it was dry. And obviously, the the one that the Kadosh Baruch Hu the Egyptians was the much worse one. Next, we we prayed that a person's allowed to pray very hard if his panacea is not doing well and he's not being successful because it's not going to open so fast. So, Mahi, what are we talking about? So, Amar Semicha. It's talking about rabbis got together to give another rabbi Semicha. They ha- they got to do it uh, as soon as possible, otherwise they might not get another chance to do it. If someone's getting bad from the Shamaim, it's not going to turn to good so fast. And Rav Ahamid Ifti Amar the Olam En Metivin Lo. Rav Ahamid Ifti says once they're once going bad, they're not going to change it to being good. Veloy, it's not true. It's Rav Ahamid Ifti Miltadin Avshehu Damar. Rav Ahamid Ifti was just talking about a situation that happened to him. This is referring to a story in Baba Batra. They wanted to make him Rosh Shiva, and then they didn't, and he never got another chance to be Rosh Shiva. And if a person bought a house from a goy in Eretz Israel, he's allowed to write the document for the sale even on Shabbat. The Gemara says, How can you do it on Shabbat? You know you're not allowed to write. Ela, Kedamar Ava, Hatamakar Ava, explained in Masachet Shabbat, Omer Lenochri Ve'ose. In the same way Ravah said in regards to someone sick on Shabbat, you tell a goy to do it and he does it. Same thing over here, you tell a goy to write up the document and uh, over here also. You know, even though to tell a goy to do a melacha for you on Shabbat is a shevut, it's a isur de Rabbanan. For Eretz Israel, we want the Jewish people to take over Israel. So Hachamim allowed the Rabbanan to happen on Shabbat. And Amar Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachmani, Amar Rabbi Yonatan, Halokeh Ir Beretz Israel. Someone bought an entire city in Israel. Kofino Tolikah La Derech Mearba Ruchotea. Betin can force this person to have. Entrances from all four sides, so people could go in and out to other cities. And all this is mishum yishuv eretzel, is so eretzel could be settled to have the correct settlement. You need to have a path to other cities, and that's how more people live, and and that's how the area will grow. Now, before we finish, the the Tosfot explains that only for yishuv eretz Israel 
to be able to, to settle Eretz Israel, one is allowed to tell a goy to do a melacha de oraita even on Shabbat. Veri Omer, even a sur de rabbanan, you're not allowed unless it's for brit milah, which person Shabbat, but other mitzvot, you're not allowed to. So he doesn't hold like the sugya. However, the Baal Halachot Gedolot holds for milah, you're allowed to do nukri, even a sur de oraita, not just the rabbanan. Fascinating Tosafot, very kedai to look into it in regards to what is mutar on Shabbat when it comes to a mitzvah. And we will stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen ve'amen.